At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets back to work after back-to-back off days. We hope you enjoyed our off-day coverage of the Hornets, including especially yesterday's sit-down one-on-one interview with the great Del Curry, Hornets legend, an active color commentator for the Hornets on Bally Sports Southeast, one of the very best in the business at both professions, and uh, we really appreciate him sitting down with us talking about his career in Charlotte, both on and off the court, a variety of topics, and his hopes for the future here for this current crop of Charlotte Hornets. If you missed it yesterday, please do take the time, go through the archive, and check out yesterday's podcast interview with Del Curry here on the HHC. Today we have another special guest talking a variety of topics. Of course, we'll preview tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. I will talk about the spoiler role that the Hornets have held over the last few games, and we'll talk about a couple of recent additions to the Hornets roster. Helping on all of these topics, again, one of our favorites here on the HHC. You can see her nightly on Charlotte Sports Live and on Queen City News, covering sports for that fine station. Carla Gebhardt, back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Carla, welcome back to the HHC. Thanks so much for having me. I know I can't believe what, there's only a few games left on the season. I can't believe the NBA season is winding down right now. It's honestly gone flying by, and uh, we are near the uh, the end of it. Unfortunately, not a ton on the line to play for other than spoiling the party, which we'll talk about next segment. But that doesn't reduce the importance of any of these games, and especially when you look at younger or less experienced players for whom opportunities can be rare. I mean, let's, let's face it. If this was a Hornets team that was in the position this year that they were in last year, probably don't see as many opportunities for as many young guys. But because of the situation they're in and the overwhelming injury issues. A lot of young players are getting time on the floor, and now that includes a couple of newcomers, relatively speaking, here to the Hornets. Both of them have been featured prominently on the team's G League affiliate, the Greensboro Swarm, and now will get opportunities here with the Hornets. Kobe Simmons was signed yesterday to a two-way contract. He is the Greensboro Swarm's all-time scoring leader, 1,803 points over the course of three seasons, and keep in mind those seasons are much, much shorter in terms of total games than, say, an NBA season. And then Xavier Sneed was signed just before the game at Oklahoma City to a 10-day contract. He's also been with the Swarm the last couple of years, and also uh, for both of these guys, they've had opportunities with other NBA teams previously. So this is one of the fun 
things about this time of year is you do see players who have been toiling, working hard, have spent in some cases, both these gentlemen's cases, years in the G League waiting and hoping for an opportunity. And now here it is. And so we'll get to see, hopefully, Xavier Sneed and Kobe Simmons get a chance to play over the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. I do love this time of year because, I mean, these guys are putting in a lot of hard work. Not that, obviously, that guys at the NBA level don't, but the G League players, you know, they're playing for truly just their their livelihood. I was actually watching film on Kobe Simmons earlier today from the G League, and he's such an impressive player, right? I mean, averaging over 18 points per game. You mentioned that, you know, he's been the leader in scoring for the past three seasons for the, the G League affiliate and he's just a really hard worker. You can tell that from the way that he plays ball out on the court. Xavier Sneed, I love the fact, kind of what you mentioned as well, that both of these guys are not new to the, to the league. They've been around a long time, but that's, I think, what makes their stories, you know, so unique, unique and it makes it, you know, such a happy moment to see these guys get called up and, and to get some time back in the NBA. We will get a chance, hopefully, to see both of them tonight against Chicago. We'll do our game preview a little bit later on. But in terms of the rest of the roster, the young guys who have been getting more opportunities as of late, we saw Bryce McGowan's and Teo Maladone both start last game in that win over Oklahoma City. Kai Jones, JT Thor, James Booknight, they're all getting a lot more time on the floor, a lot more run here. Who has impressed you most with their recent run and maybe given you a most hope for them to have a more prevalent role maybe as soon as next season. You know, the OKC game, watching the Hornets, it was just so much fun. I'm not sure if it's because we aren't as familiar with these guys, but to see them kind of put that game together and even hold on at the end was just so much fun. Sam, I had to laugh at your tweet during that game. You were like, everyone has a career high, and that's just kind of the way that, that it was going because some of these guys are so new. Um, but certainly Theo Maladon, I mean, 19 points, nine assists in that game. I'm not sure if it's because he was going against his former team that he just kind of had this awakening, but seeing his presence out on the court and seeing him share the ball with his teammates and just kind of the presence that he had there. I mean, P.J. Washington, certainly the star, but he was surrounded by a lot of young guys, and they really stepped up in that game. No question about it. And, yeah, I think uh, Teo's return to OKC had something to do with it. We, we kind of – or at least it slipped my mind. I knew he had obviously played in Oklahoma City. I was like, huh, he hasn't been back here since – they dumped <laughs> right. him, so yeah, he, he might have had a little bit of revenge on his mind. Uh, Teo's an interesting one. I mean, he was a great two-way signing, um, and, and for those unfamiliar with two-way contracts, you're basically committing a player to be available for the NBA roster, but primarily likely play for the G League affiliate. Uh, Kobe Simmons, uh, as we mentioned earlier, signed to that type of contract, and uh, he is going to be part of the the Hornets here for this stretch run. But it was interesting because Teo is such a young guy. He's only, what, 21 years old, and yet he's already had all this experience in the NBA, and now tack onto it, he gets to learn from another group and show what he can do with another system. I'm pretty confident that he's going to have a job in the NBA uh, some which way, next season as he continues to grow and get better and I mean I remember when he was drafted he was like a sneaky pick to maybe make an all-rookie team a lot of people thought there'd be a lot of minutes for him at Oklahoma City and you know just the the learning curve of ramping up to the NBA he was good but you know obviously the the Hornets the benefactors for that experience now is there anyone else that you've seen uh, maybe we'll throw in the veterans too that have gotten more minutes now in these last handful of games and will in the final handful of games that you want to see anything in particular from leading into any decisions that have to be made for either their spot on a team or their role for next season 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think P.J. Washington's kind of, you know, kind of hanging in the balance there about, you know, what the Hornets are, are going to do with him. And, and I think if we continue to see more of what we've seen from him lately, I mean, he's averaging, I think, 27 and a half points over the last four games for the Hornets. And his presence has really been felt, you know, especially with all these injuries that, you know, some of the other veteran guys and, and the younger guys are dealing with that have taken them off the court. You've really seen him step up in a leadership role. And we've seen that before with P.J. We know that he has that capability, but I think just to see him do it at the end of the season when everything, you know, kind of counts. And, and listen, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that are saying, well, the Hornets, you know, they they should have lost more games than they did at the end. But you also forget, too, that these guys are playing for jobs. They're playing for their next contract. They're trying to make a name for themselves in the league. And so kudos to them and the whole team for being able to, you know, kind of put everything together and, and win some games. I mean, they've won 11 games since February 13th, which has certainly been the best stretch of games that they've had all season. 100%. I think fans looking for, uh, you know, uh, tanking, I just don't think they've been looking at the standings. Because quite frankly, you know, where things ended up when LaMelo went down, the Hornets would have probably had to lose every single game and need all of a sudden (laughs) Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston to figure it out. Both those were unlikely to happen. So really the the only thing that, you know, maybe could have happened is uh, maybe Orlando willfully would have tried to tank and that could have altered things but but ultimately I think Charlotte is locked into their spot uh, and that is in the lottery odds and just to throw this out there because I looked it up because we were playing Oklahoma City the Thunder last year finished with the fourth worst win percentage in the NBA so they had the fourth best odds ended up with the number two pick so maybe uh, Lightning will strike twice from that yes. position <laughs> Carla Gebhardt our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast when we come back uh, the Hornets have been playing spoiler the last couple of games what's that been like getting to cover that Uh, as an anchor, of course, on Charlotte Sports Live on Queen City News. We'll talk about that and find her favorite spoiler story. Everyone's got one, you know, where the movie or show you're watching, someone spoiled the ending for you. We'll talk about that with Carla after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Carla Gebhardt, the host of Charlotte Sports Live on Queen City News. You can find her on Twitter at Carla Gebhardt. The most popular video up there is uh, her being pied in the face by her <laughs> co-anchor, Will Kunkel. Uh, hate to play spoiler, but uh, apparently you lost a bet, and so Will was gleefully willing to make you pay up. Yes, and uh, I paid up like the good sport that I am. But yes, lost a March Madness bracket challenge that we were doing and a bet that we made over three seeds and the 14 seeds. And if a 14 seed could actually beat a three seed, they came close with Kennesaw State, but I did end up losing that bet. And so I did take a pie to the face. You know, it could have been worse. I could have lost a lot of money. So I'll take a pie to the face. <laughs> yeah, that, that's better. That's better. Yeah, we, we now have something in common. I remember my first ever appearance on Charlotte Sports Live. Uh, some 
somehow Audie, your producer, and Will convinced me, hey, it'd be a good idea for you to eat a chicken sandwich, a bowberry biscuit chicken pimento sandwich (laughs) on television, which I think violates everything I learned in journalism school about what to do while on television. Um, But yeah, spoiler alert, that video exists too, as well as Carla (laughs) being pied in the face for a uh, March Madness wager, let's call it, a friendly wager with her co-anchor, Will Conklin. Speaking of spoilers, that's been the role that the Hornets have been relegated to this time of year. Obviously, we would much prefer Charlotte to be doing what they had been the last couple of seasons. That's fighting to try and make their way up the ladder and into either a better spot in the play-in tournament or into the playoffs. But this one has been a lot of fun as well and I think has been very revealing of the character of the players on this team where many squads, once eliminated, might pack it in and and you know either bench players or whether they're benching them or not, not see the same kind of effort from those out there. Uh, if anything, we've seen the Hornets' efforts renewed with new players getting into the rotations and lineups and coming with as uh, much force and fire as they can muster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as, as as Hornets fans go, they might be wrestling with how they feel about this season. But, I mean, spoiler definitely looks good on this team as of late. And just to see, I think, kind of what you mentioned is the support of each other on this team, the guys. And, and I mean, even P.J. Washington's game – uh, against OKC, where he, you know, a uh, career high for him. We have Dennis Smith Jr. and Mark Williams tweeting out how proud they are, you know, during the game of, of his performance out on the court. And so, yeah, I think it says a lot, not only about the players, but I think it also says a lot about Steve Clifford. I mean, you you think about him coming in back again into this season with so many unknowns, so many, you know, variables that he was not expecting. And then to have this team really rally around each other and to keep fighting, to keep getting better when it comes to their shooting, to keep getting better on the defensive side of things. It really shows their resiliency. And hopefully this means, you know, with a lot of these young players getting minutes right now and and, and still winning that they're, you know, able to get a really good evaluation of, of some of these guys and who they're going to want to have back out on the court next year and with Steve Clifford in his second year. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. But, yes, I, I do like spoiler, and, and I love to, you know, see them kind of be aggressive in these games and to not give up. I think that's the biggest thing. Absolutely, and I think we've seen one thing that's been kind of a through line here for the Hornets, especially since the All-Star break, is the defense really taking off. Offensively, the team is had its struggles it continues to and all the injuries and absences that's just going to wear on your ability to efficiently operate offensively um, defense is more effort based uh, but still a lot of skill required and the Hornets have a lot of it but they maintained a top two top three top five position since the all-star break on the defensive side even with those same absences so it has been really impressive and allowed them to play spoiler for several teams now charlotte uh, took down indiana earlier in this recent run here that began for buzz city and at that point in time knocked them from a a top 10 position off the ladder out of play in tournament contention they're still mathematically alive but kind of hanging by a string right now and then in the western conference they've ripped up everyone except for New Orleans, where half the team got hurt that game, so I don't think we'll hold it against the Hornets, but they bounced Dallas out of the top 10. Oklahoma City uh, was in a tie for 10th after playing the Hornets. They've won since then, um, but still, Charlotte's uh, spoiler 
tour continues. So we want to do a little play on words. Obviously, spoiler is more seen in the movies or maybe as much in the movies or uh, television shows for people taking in that kind of content and then having the, the suspense ending taken away from them before they could witness it in person uh, just as much as it's a sports term. So I wanted to throw it to you. What's your favorite spoiler story, either where you accidentally spoiled a movie for someone else or where one was spoiled for you? Okay, so I have to say, as much as I love the Hornets playing spoiler, it's like my number one rule if you're watching a movie with me. Do not tell me the ending of this. And so, yes, I have had, you know, plenty of things happen where we've come to work or, you know, go back home. And especially working a lot of nights, you know, my husband and I were not always, you know, watching the same shows all of the time. But but listen, a lot of the shows that, that we're watching, Yellowstone or, you know, even I know it's maybe not as suspenseful of a show, but I love Ted Lasso. And since they've recently come out, you know, with their, their new season, I'm like, do not tell me the ending. I want to experience all the happiness at the, t- at the same time. And I don't want it to be ruined for, for myself. So, yeah, I would say those are the two shows where I don't want to know anything about it. And I, you know, I don't get that often, but don't, don't spoil a movie or a show for me that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I won't spoil Ted Lasso. I'm with, it's funny. Like there's a, even with everything being on demand and sports kind of being the last thing that's not on demand anymore that you have to watch live. There are these shows that are appointment viewing and, and I'm with you. Like if someone had spoiled uh, game of Thrones or Homeland or one of those right. great shows, I, I would have felt some kind of way as well. Uh, Hornets spoiler tour continues tonight. They'll take on the Chicago Bulls, who uh, right now are hanging on by a thread as well. They currently sit inside the play-in tournament bracket. Actually have a little bit of cushion over Washington, Indiana, and Orlando, who are all still mathematically alive. Um, But the Hornets could certainly uh, play spoiler once more if they can best the Bulls at home at Spectrum Center. Speaking of which, we'll preview the game for you next. Carla Gebhardt here with us on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Carla Gebhardt is our guest today here on the HHC. She is the host of Charlotte Sports Live on Queen City News and a sports anchor as well on that station. We encourage you to take in her nightly coverage of Hornets basketball, Panthers football, NASCAR, everything going on in and around the Queen City. She's got you covered, and uh, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, just like she's going to be covering the number one pick here for the Panthers, we'll see what kind of lottery luck the Hornets have in their future as well. Might have two number one picks to cover in the same city, Carla. That would be amazing. I don't know if uh, many people could say that they've done that at the same time. So I'm I'm on board for the Hornets getting the number one pick for sure. That podcast reveal and uh, that lottery moment probably, uh, I think, what, a little over a month and a half away. But, of course, we'll have it covered for you here on the Hornets Hivecast. Speaking of which, we've got a game tonight. Charlotte taking on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Bulls, a team, as we mentioned, they are still in the play-in tournament bracket. Have actually played reasonably well over the last couple of weeks, even though they've uh, taken a two-game slide coming into tonight's game. It's a team that's a little surprising to see at this spot in the standings. They are somewhat loaded up for a playoff run with all-stars like Levine and Vucevic and DeRozan, and they're all healthy and they've got uh, certainly some injuries. Lonzo Ball's missed the majority of the se- missed the entire season, I should say. Um, they've had other ones, 
along the way. But with those three all-star caliber players all in or around their prime, it's surprising to see them only hanging on to 10th right now in the East. Nevertheless, Hornets will take them on tonight. Carl, you know how this works. We need a player to watch for each team as well as a statistic to watch. Where would you like to begin? I'm going to start with Chicago. And yeah, I mean, I think I've been very surprised with some of the star power that they've they've seen um, because there are so many veterans on that team and because the Hornets are likely going to play so many young players again. I still like the Hornets in this one, but I'm going to look at Zach Levine. You mentioned him and obviously he's a he's a great player for the Bulls. But if I think if the, the Hornets can keep him under 25 points, I think they've got a really good shot. He's really, you know, uh, I know DeRozan also adds a lot to the offense as well and, and the scoring power that that team has. But Levine, if he gets over 25, especially as of late in their last couple of wins that they have been successful in, he, he's gone over that 25 mark. So that's what I'm looking at. I like the pick. With all the star power for Chicago, I'm going a little off the beaten path, but back onto the Carolina path. I'm going with Kobe White, a former lottery pick out of North Carolina. He's the backup point guard for Chicago. He's been a strong NBA player ever since he got into the league, but I think this is in particular a matchup that he can be really dangerous because Charlotte is dealing with so many injured and absent players. You're likely to see some less experienced guys in terms of playing time, either over or specifically in this season going head-to-head with Kobe White and he's shown an ability to exploit that at times. He's averaging 11 points and almost 5 assists per game over the course of the month of March which is of course going to wrap up here today. He's shooting 42% from 3 in that span so he's having a a really nice run here as of late and I just think with some of the the matchups that are going to happen, obviously the the best players, most experienced players for the Hornets are going to bubble up to the top and try and do what they can and negate those three all-stars or former all-stars for the Bulls. But Kobe White's a guy who might get some sneaky good matchups for himself, and the Hornets are really going to have to try and keep him down if they're going to have a chance, I think, to keep Chicago down overall. Next up, do you want to go with a stat to watch or with a Hornet to watch? I'm going to go with a stat to watch, and I'm looking at the guys from the bench in this one, especially if you're looking at Kai Jones and JT Thor. I mean, they were you know very pivotal in the game with OKC, averaging, you know, or getting over 15 point or 10 points to 15 points from each of those guys. And so, yeah, I'm just going to look from the bench and, and see kind of what the, they add to this game, especially just depending on how it goes. If Chicago does get out to a slow start and those guys are able to, to get on the court and have an impact, yeah, I want to see see more from them. I like it. Bench scoring was big last game in the win over Oklahoma City. Uh, only three deep on the bench, but Kai Jones, JT Thor, James Booknight combined to score 32 points compared to 20 on the other side for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So uh, they, they had an impressive run, and we expect a, a similar young group to get the opportunities here tonight against Chicago. I'm going to go with block shots as my stat to watch, and the reason why is this. Chicago's a pretty good offensive team for the most part. They're not exactly near the top in terms of offensive ratings, but uh, they're not at the bottom. Uh, They've got obviously three otherworldly type of players, three former All-Stars who can all fill it up, but this is an interesting squad because unlike a lot of the NBA where everything is trending towards either shoot a three, finish at the 
rim or try and get fouled. This is a team that still lives in the mid-range. So your ability to contest shots and force them out of the paint, I think, becomes even more important here for the Hornets. And that's why I'm looking at guys like Mark Williams and Nick Richards and P.J. Washington and even the guards last game got in on the act. But to continue to ramp up the block shots, Hornets had seven of them in their win over the Oklahoma City Thunder for an NBA team, vertically challenged squad. Chicago doesn't have the same difficulties, but because of where they take a lot of shots, I think if the Hornets can do a good job getting deflections, getting blocks, they'll have a better chance against the Bulls tonight. Last but not least, we need a Hornet to watch. Yeah, I'm looking, I, of course, we've already mentioned P.J. Washington in this podcast, but I'm looking at Nick Richards specifically in this one. He's going to be the big body out on the court. And, and listen, Chicago has kind of struggled in, in some of their transition um, defense and their transition offense, just their transition game in general, and getting back to a place if they, if they miss a shot. And so Nick Richards, I'm looking at him specifically rebounding in this game, 10-plus rebounds. Hopefully we can see a little bit more of that. But when – Chicago has gotten out-rebounded in their games. They've struggled immensely, and so I think that's going to be another key and another key with Nick Richards. Well, I will be honest. I was not expecting you to pass on P.J. Washington. That would have been a spoiler. (laughs) That would have been helpful for me to have here for this one. So I'm going to stick with my original pick. P.J. obviously coming off a career high. Uh, He he was otherworldly. He was phenomenal in that win over OKC, leading the Hornets to victory. But I'm going to stick with the original person I wrote down, and that is J.T. Thor. I think JT has put together some really good games here for the Hornets uh, down this stretch. He's had a very productive season, really earned the trust of the coaching staff to get quality minutes and play in really high-impact scenarios out there, either taking shots or just playing defensively alongside many of the superstars for the Hornets. I think he's had a really strong year. Also, he's on a nine-game streak for made threes. He's made a three, at least uh, at least one three, I should say, in nine consecutive games in that span, shooting almost 45% from distance. That's huge, I think, for JT Thor to take the next step and really solidify his spot in the rotation He's shown what he can do defensively. He'll continue to build on all those skills. But being able to knock down a three consistently just further stretches the floor. And I think if he can take this streak through the end of the season, uh, that'd be something else. But JT, my player to watch, super productive for the Hornets over the last handful of games, in particular in that win over the Thunder. And I've got my eye on him as my Hornets player to watch. However, it turns out we know Carla Gebhardt will have it covered for you tonight on Queen City News, the sports report there, as well as on Charlotte Sports Live. And in addition to the Hornets, everything else going on in the Queen City and the great state of North Carolina, she'll have it covered as well. Carla, I think this is the last time we'll have you this season, but uh, we greatly appreciate you joining us today and all season long and look forward to Time to you over the summer and in particular leading up to the start of next campaign here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, always enjoy this. Again, our many thanks to Carla Gebhardt. Thanks as well to our producer extraordinaire, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow we'll have a breakdown edition after tonight's game against the Bulls. Have it all right for you here on the HHC. Till then, for everyone, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.